actually everything I do behind the blocks or walking out is always there's some reason behind it. It's not just because I'm being, you know, silly or quirky, unless that is the reason that sometimes that's just a valid reason because uh, I'm doing this professionally now. So I, it's my job and I want to have fun with my job. So if that's what I think it's going to take to have fun, then I'm going to do it. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling, and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo Podcast. I hope everyone is ready to have some fun today and get an interesting tool for creating greater success in your life, whether that's in athletics, work, or some area you need help in. We are going to be talking about alter egos or avatars for success. We also have an expert guest on this topic, one of USA Swimming's national team members, a 2018 Pan Pax medalist, a multiple-time NCAA All-American and school record holder at the University of Louisville, none other than Zach Harding. Zach is an expert on alter egos to help his performance, so we're looking forward to talking with him on this topic. It is fresh and an area of untapped potential. But before we talk to Zach, let's bring in my co-host, Maria. Hi, Maria. Hi, Kelly. Yeah, this is going to be fun and valuable. I was so interested to find out about all the different performers from athletes and CEOs to politicians and entertainers that use alter egos or avatars. But first, let's check in on what an alter ego is. Simply put, it's a secondary personality to the one we have, and an avatar is defined as an incarnation, embodiment, or manifestation of a person or idea. Either one of these definitions work for our purposes, which is to step out of our usual persona and step up to perform better. So let's welcome Zach to the show. Zach Harding, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you, Zach. Great to be here. So you are our official guest expert on using alter egos and avatars. And you're probably famous for, most famous in this avatar alter ego world as wearing your Batman or Dark Knight costume to behind the blocks at Olympic trials. And I want to say for our our non-swimming listeners that are following this, Zach didn't just like finish 123rd and could just write this off and not be an Olympic contender, but Zach Harding is a huge Olympic contender, finishing seventh in that race, right, in our Olympic trials, which is phenomenal. I mean, to, to just make the final of an Olympic trial meet is incredible. So this was not like, oh, this meet doesn't matter. I'm going to throw this meet away. You're in the final at the Olympic trials and you're, you walk out in this great dark night outfit. So just give us a little background on that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, kind of started, I was younger and I kind of had a a smaller kind of dark night mask and I had like a a cape, uh, from Halloween and I walked out 
that a couple of times. And I guess I kind of started as when I first started making national meets and people were talking about the ready room, they said super intimidating. And so it was like, well, I don't want to get intimidated before my race. So I'm going to go in there and, you know, be ready to mess with people and play the, the mind game side of the ready room. It's not actually as bad as people think it is, but that's how that was pitched to me. And I was like this whole big thing. And I was like, well, if we're going to play games in the ready room, I'll play games in the ready room. <laughs> so, uh, so I'd kind of walked out a couple of times at a couple other national meets in terms of, you know, walking out in the Batman stuff. But at Olympic trials, I was actually originally going to Healy out the shoes with the, the wheels on the bottom. And I was going to do that. But uh, once I got there, I realized that the, the flooring wasn't slick enough to, for that to work. So I had to call an audible and that was the dark night stuff. And so I had this progression and prelims. I just wore my yellow Crocs and then, like, okay, if I make it to finals, I'll wear my Batman towel that has like a hood on it with my mask. I made it to semi, or that was semis. So I made it to semis. So I got to do that. I was like, if and only if I make finals, then I'll, I'll bring out the full onesie. So I brought the full onesie and, <laughs> you know, I'm in, so I'm in the ready room of that meet and it's pretty tense. No one's really talking. All the people there were very significantly already highly established national teamers. Uh, Michael Phelps, some of you guys might know that name. Uh, was there so and a couple other uh, people that he was friends with were there and then there's like me didn't really I knew who those they were but I was pretty sure they had no idea who I was so I was kind of the oddball out there so and I'm also dressed up in the Batman onesie at this point in time so uh, again never really talked to these guys before or hung out anything walk out go to lane seven which was actually where I swam all of my races there and then uh the announcers, when he called my name, called me the Dark Knight for the first time, and the crowd just erupted. That's the first time that the crowd's ever gone like super crazy for me. I think the crowd might have been just as loud as when uh, he announced Phelps. So like that, I wasn't really ready for that, so I was like a little taken back. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's cool. That's cool. And then uh, I got to swim my race and dropped a little bit more times from semis and finished seventh. So yeah. So do you think that? you used that energy from the crowd and you, you know, you dropped time, you kept getting faster to go again. You know, I, I can't express to, to listeners how difficult it is to get into the, the final of an Olympic trials here in the U S in fact, we always say if you're in the final of an Olympic trials in the U S you would probably make 20 other Olympic teams around the world <laughs> because, you know, we're the most competitive country. So um, tell us like what, uh, benefits you think that kind of channeling uh, the Dark Knight or Batman does for you, both racing and training? That's a good question. So I'm looking back on it now, and I'd talk to our team, sees a sports psychiatrist every, or I forget her exact title, but she comes and talks to the team and helps us handle and deal with our mental game because uh, that's just as important as the physical part that the coaches do a very good job handling. But if your mind's not right, then your, your race is it's going to be for nothing if it's not screwed on right. So especially I've noticed that with myself. So looking back on it, I've realized that using the Batman, especially at trials, was kind of a distraction technique. And it allowed me to focus on doing the Batman, doing something stupid, doing something kind of fun and quirky that I thought people would genuinely enjoy, uh, the crowd. And I think that they did. And it didn't it allowed me to not have to focus on the fact that I was in the ready room with Michael Phelps, all these other national teamers. I was about to have a shot at making an Olympic team for the first time 
at age 18, which has been my goal ever since I started swimming. There's a bunch of pressure there. And like, it was my first time being in that situation. And so I think being, there's a lot of nerves. And I think if I hadn't done the Batman, I would have let some of those nerves get to me and kind of thought through and focused on some of those things I shouldn't have been focusing on and that are taken away from the energy of my swim. And so focusing on and doing the Batman thing allowed me to kind of sidestep and avoid all of those nerves and all the pressure that kind of came with that and kind of loosen up and relax in order to swim my race. That's great. It sounds like you've been channeling the dark night for a long time in your swimming. When did you first, you know, say, oh, I'm going to be Batman when I go out there? Probably 15 or 16. And then I haven't really done it a whole bunch since, since trials. I did it one the year after that, but uh, it didn't have the same effect. So I only really bring it out when I think it's going to help my swimming. Actually, everything I do behind the blocks or walking out is always, there's some reason behind it. It's not just because I'm being, you know, silly or quirky, unless that is the reason. That's sometimes that's just a valid reason because I'm doing this professionally now. So I, it's my job and I want to have fun with my job. So if that's what I think it's going to take to have fun, then I'm going to do it. But I've done a couple of different things. Uh, I took a baked potato behind the, the blocks before. It was from Wendy's. It was, there was nothing on it. And by nothing, I mean it was a baked potato wrapped in aluminum foil. And so I was like, hey, you want a bite? I was like, <laughs> like, like a hot dog in there. But that's because I had a migraine earlier that day. So my coach wouldn't let me eat anything. And thinking I might potentially uh, be sick and throwing that up. So she only let me have a, a baked potato before the race. And so I was like messing with that. Went to an Irish meet and walked out in an Irish kind of leprechaun hat. They loved that. I thought that was pretty fun too. Those are kind of little distractions that kind of like, well, you have fun with it and, and loosen up. So the the Batman character is you know, really strong and successful. And yeah, it's got he's got a lot of dimension to his personality. Do you think about those characteristics when you're, when you put that, that uh, costume on or when you think about, you know, even putting on a leprechaun, you know, are you thinking, you know, what am I, what are you channeling there? I first started watching, my favorite, obviously, superhero is, Batman favorite trilogy is the the Christopher Nolan series and so I grew up you know into high school really watching that getting big into that and there was a couple different ways I noticed like he handled himself in different situations and that kind of like really resonated with me and so that that's why he's my favorite superhero is because of the way he does things and the reasons why and what what can you be specific like yeah in the second movie he's trying to make a decision on whether he should inform the public of who he is and let him know that he's Batman. This is after Harvey Dent's got arrested or before, right before Harvey Dent takes the fall for being Batman. And he's like, uh, he's sitting on, he's sitting in the chair in his apartment and he's holding, holding the mask, looking at it. And he's like, what should I do, Alfred? I think I'm gonna turn myself in to save, to save all these innocent people. And they're like, you know, Harvey and everyone else here believes in you and the work that you're doing and what Batman stands for. And if you go and turn yourself in, then that's all going to be for waste. So he had to endure in that and, and not do what he wanted, but had to do what he had to do. And so doing what he had to do, you know, sometimes we have as athletes, and I guess people in general too have to do things that we don't necessarily want to do, but we have to do. So being able to take the emotion out of it sometimes is really important. And knowing when to do that, because sometimes feeling is necessary in order for great performances, but knowing when and how to just be like, okay, we're going to go get this done. 
is I think what's important. And so there were a couple of times over you know the course of my life where I was like, okay, don't want to do this, don't want to be like this, but we got to do it. And so that's the reason I liked Batman. And then it was just a matter of he was my favorite, and that's who I wanted to portray walking out at Olympic Trials. And so I read somewhere, maybe during a set of 10, 400 IMs, you were channeling or saying that your superhero is going to come out. What do you, what do you pull from there? And it's like a, a hard set. Okay. Yeah. So that, that set was 10, 400 IMs long course. I believe it was a Thursday morning. It was the summer before my freshman year. I remember exactly what you're talking about. Okay. I was pretty new to the team. I'd probably been there, you know, two, maybe three weeks. Um, so I was still trying to kind of find my groove. I was kind of, kind of being kind of quiet. I was you know, pretty loud, obnoxious guy at practice, high energy. So I was kind of quiet, kind of like still trying to fit in and see what, like how things were done, pay attention. It's like 10, 400 IMs and every third one is fast. And I was like, I was like about to push off the wall. I'm like, I'm going to take this one down. Like the Avengers took down Ultron. And went, <laughs> like right after that, I was like, I left. And so it was really just for the people behind me just to be like, and the coach was just, but it's just like, well, if you're going to take it down, like the Avengers took down Ultron, like they messed him up pretty good at the end. So <laughs> it's also just kind of, it's just a good mindset to be in of, I'm going to go attack this and get it done versus to 400 IM Thursday morning at, you know, 7 AM going fast, like seven, 10, 400 IMs isn't a set that makes you feeling very good afterwards. Just the, the mindset and just trying to contribute to the, the team energy there is what I was going for there. And just kind of just trying to be fun and quirky. You know, that that's something that I notice about what you're saying that I hadn't really thought of before. It's not just what you're channeling. It's what you're trying to, how you're interacting with other people on your team and how you're trying to bring this energy to the team. I think that's that's an aspect of avatars that I hadn't really thought about. It's that's That's really cool. Can you talk about, is that an important aspect of it for you? Yeah, the the mood of the at practice is with the group that you're training with is probably one of the most important things at practice. And so sometimes like you get to set and you all know, you see the look on your face and your face is like, God crap, like this is gonna suck. And so they can either go one or two ways very quickly uh, in a matter of a couple of seconds is this is about to be a bad set, we're about to suffer through this, or it's like a okay, it's gonna be hard, but we're gonna like we have fun with it and we're going to do it and like whatever happens happens. And so like protecting, we talk about protecting the team atmosphere is just like a little sacred place. So what we at the team with the guys on the team like to say pretty frequently, especially like we're out of breath. We're like trying to suck as much air down our windpipes as we possibly can. And if you look over and you're like, you tired? And you're like, no, nah, dude, you tired? You're like, no, nah, I don't get tired. So this is kind of like, like when you're clearly exhausted and everything hurts you can barely speak but like that's what kind of what you're saying is like to each other like you're not tired are you like we don't get tired here i don't know what they do at other teams but here we don't get tired so that's kind of like what we say to each other and because if you're you can have a good practice but if you're influenced by the negative atmosphere or negative talk from someone else that's going to throw you off and if you're doing underwaters you don't want to hear about someone how much they're struggling how much they hate it like everyone hates doing underwaters you don't need to you don't need that at that point in time. Maybe like two minutes after the set. Okay, sure, maybe. But protecting that atmosphere there is important. Your potato and your leprechaun and especially your dark knight helps to protect that atmosphere. And Ultron, def- taking Ultron down like the like the um, Avengers. So uh, we, in interest of time, 
for the last question, Zach, what would you advise someone who's listening who may or may not be an athlete, but they they want to use an avatar or an alter ego to kind of step up their performance, maybe at work, maybe in swimming, maybe in another sport? What you you seem like you're a real expert. What advice would you give them to to try it? The most important thing when you choose something is to the point like you don't really pick it. It kind of like it's got to be something personal. It's got to really resonate with something that you believe in, whether it be morally, emotionally, physically, a mindset. It's got to be something. It's got to be super powerful and meaning to you in order for it to be effective. You can just really like how you know something's done, how he does things, how like how they look. It can be something, but it's got to really like resonate with you. It's got to be personal. And that's the reason why you have to like and enjoy it. And if that reason is personal, then you can use that at any point in time. I think that's the biggest thing. There's got to be a reason behind it, I think. That's great advice. Yeah, that's great. Authenticity. I love it. I love it. We've so enjoyed your expert advice here on this topic. We are going to totally be cheering for you and uh, know that, you know, 2020 is going to be a great year for you, Zach. And and we really appreciate you being on the show. We're really great. Thank you. So, Maria, what a great, uh, just what an amazing young man. And, uh, you know, he is so forward thinking and courageous and playful. I, I just I loved talking with Zach. What do you think? I totally agree. He, he was uh, super funny. Just uh, awakened from a nap. It was it was cute to see him he just <laughs> coming up and and and. and his energy level coming up as he started talking about avatars and Aldrigo's loved talking to him. Yeah. As he's do, he's hard into the middle of doubles and he had gone to morning practice and then taken a nap and woke up to talk with us. And so it was, it was really great for him to spend the time with us. So Maria, I felt like listening to Zach, you know, we had, we've been kind of excited about this topic and then our talk with Zach was not our traditional swimmer interview, even though he is a super high-level swimmer and a very has a very good shot at making our 2020 Olympic team. I feel like we wanted to talk about this topic because it really involves so much that can help us. And we love new tools. And we're like, yeah, this is going to be a new tool. So for me, the great thing about this, it involves play which we all need more of. I think play is, is something that's missing from many people's lives, um, especially as we, you know, as we get into our more age and routines and work. And also it, it allows us to go to a place emotionally and, and psychologically that we may not be able to get to on our own. One of the, I think the reason you and I got hot on this topic is we, one of us, I, th- I, I don't know which one of us read an article about Beyonce and how she channels an alter ego called Sasha Fierce before she goes on stage. She used to be a gospel, you know, singer in a church. And so she was, you know, a little Christian girl singing in the church. And for her to put on these, you know, very cool, sexy outfits and go shake her booty on stage just didn't feel right to her. So she said she originally had to channel Sasha Fierce. So I think that's such a great example Obviously, Zach's is a great example, which we heard uh, in depth about. But some of the other performers out there, um, there's, you know, besides a sw- another swimmer, Gary Hall Jr. did it. 
Uh, the Rock says he has an alter ego. Tiger Woods, real name isn't even Tiger. His dad named him Tiger so he could be a tiger. Yeah, he, don't, he gave him an alter ego. He gave him <laughs> an alter ego. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite alter egos out there in society or, or um, things that you know that people have performed better? Well, I, I love the, the Beyonce story. I think, you know, it, it was she was also sort of shy and she needed, you know, her name, Sasha Fierce, you know, it gave her the courage to, to step up and, and do, you know, to be that performer. So I, I think that's a great story, but I, I read, um, about Bo Jackson, who incredible athlete. And apparently he, it, you know, it can go both ways. You know, we talk about Beyonce becoming Sasha Fierce, but sometimes, um, an athlete can have too much of the fierceness or the competitiveness that it doesn't work well in the normal, you know, world and normal circumstances or relationships. So um, I, I, I read that he had to sort of adopt, uh, I, f I forget what, what he called himself, but this sort of alter ego that allowed him to be very kind and gentlemanly in the world out, off of the field. And then he can be Bo Jackson on the field, the fierce competitor. And so, you know, I think it's good to think about it going both ways. But I, I love, I, I've seen this in action in, in uh, my own life and in my kids, particularly. I, I love this, this um, I have this memory of my daughter. This is many years ago. She was going for this important interview and um, she was, and I was driving her to it and she was in the car and she was just a mess, you know, or her shoulders were hunched over. She was nervous. She was sort of talking nonstop and, um, you know, we got to the interview and, you know, I'm giving her my little pep talk, but she gets out of the car. This is, you know, I didn't, I, I don't take any credit for this. She gets out of the car and she pulls herself up into this incredibly ramrod straight posture. And I could see her changing. She went from nervous little high school girl to CEO. I'm not <laughs> sure what, what she was actually channeling but she was becoming a different person and she walked in there um and she you know she's she slayed the interview she got the scholarship so i i've seen it happen you know even with my own kids you know getting onto the sports field or becoming some something different so i i love you know i i love this concept and you know that i've was, used um, it that was for the moorhead scholarship at unc right which she won that's right that right, is a right. huge i mean that was a huge interview right right I've seen her do it before too. She's she's a master, I think, of this. Without she's never talked about it, but without without really uh, being maybe conscious, she she channels different personalities for different situations, and and that's really what it's all about. I mean, I think we can, you know, I believe in authenticity, and we've talked about that a lot. But but channeling something or someone or concept different can help you sort of temporarily anyway, acquire skills that you might need for a certain situation. Kelly, I know you have channeled some alter egos. Well, yes. I I mean, I'm, I'm excited to use this even more, but I, I think if I think of a quick story, uh, I probably channeled a mermaid when I grew up swimming, learning to swim on Lake Barcroft. And it was very, it's a huge, deep lake, 70 feet deep. And I was always scared to swim across it, but that was the goal, you know, to swim from beach four to beach one, which was a long way. And um, I would think that I was a, I was a mermaid, you know, so mm. I've done that. I've done that with swimming, you know, just, mm -hmm. just really thinking that I can breathe underwater and I'm really good at swimming underwater, which is now I've learned very dangerous. <laughs> 
They have oh, no. shallow water blackouts, which us swimmers <laughs> out there listening are, we're not supposed to hold our breath and swim underwater. But I used to do like three lengths of the pool underwater with no breath. And I would because be Because you were a mermaid. Because, because I was a mermaid. That. Yeah. But I'm right. not a mermaid. But it was, um, <laughs> but I've done that in, in, um, in swimming, mostly of thinking of swimming things. How about you, Maria? Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you've, you've had to go to yeah. some really dark places <laughs> with your athletics. Yeah. I, I don't tend to use superheroes because I, I just haven't had that much exposure to them or even people like things. I tend to use machines. Uh, I And again, this is not conscious, but um, when I was doing um, Race Across America and actually training for Race Across America, the training was really tough. Uh, I would, my sister, I was doing it because my sister had brain cancer and so I would imagine myself as sort of this, um, each pedal stroke being sort of a mix master blender that I was, I was tearing up brain cancer cells. I really got into that concept as I'm pedaling along. And the more I, the faster I went and the more I hurt, I felt like the, the stronger the blender was and the more likely it was that I could, that I could destroy the brain cancer cells, um, in my sister's head. And I also, the, the one that I use all the time, no matter, you know, what I'm, I'm an endurance athlete. So I also frequently channel this concept of a locomotive as a kid. I, I read and was read, uh, the little engine that could, the story, the little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I love it. I, I, yeah. I'm the, well, we were in different families, but we had the same story. Loved it. Right. But, but I, I, you know, it wasn't really the little blue engine so much as the powerful locomotive. (laughs) I imagine myself as this black steel, unstoppable um, locomotive that that can go through anything and not necessarily fast, but will go up any hill and through any, you know, forever and ever and ever. So I, I. I channel that a lot, um, and it's and it's helpful to me. But it, you know, I love the idea of deliberately doing it. I think I did it kind of unconsciously. So I love Zach's idea of you know literally putting on a costume to be something else. And I think I think if you can make these choices to put this on, it's really helpful. Yes, and Maria, you know, it's not surprising that your children got this from you because you truly are such, when I think of you now, when I'm really thinking of your athletic career, you went from a non-athlete, totally, you know, you, you married into our family who were a bunch of runners and swimmers, and then you just joined in. But when you, right, you're like, you're like the superhero that goes into the phone booth and comes out boom, and opens your, you know, your costume and you're wearing a, you know, a bike outfit or a, a Boston Marathon qualifying time. And you are a completely like, if people meet you right now, they're like, oh, this is the sweetest, nicest person. And you're just, you know, you're so gentle and sweet and engaging and lovely. And it's like, then the minute you get on the bike right now, I mean, you're training for a, are you doing the 12 hour race at Sebring? 12 hour. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a 12 hour nonstop race and you will be a locomotive and you will, you own the, I think you own the course record there and you're feared when, when Maria Parker shows up at a race, you're feared. And it's <laughs> okay. just like, it's just so, but it's true. It's so, 
Well, um, you, you do. You know, you... somebody has to teach you where the phone booth is, and I think that's <laughs> that's that's what I hope this show will do. And then certainly, it's what you did for me, Kelly. You you taught me. Okay, you can do this. You can be this thing that you haven't really thought of yourself. Because I, as I've told many people, I think I may have even told the story on the on the show. You know, my kindergarten and first grade PE teacher called me a jelly bean. She t- she said I had no. And I, and I, maybe I didn't have any muscle tone. I don't know, but she was, she put in my head that I was a non-athlete, and I and I stuck with that until um, you showed me a new phone booth that I could step into and become out, come out something different. And that's what I hope the show does for people. It's like, hey, this is a phone booth. Go in it. Yeah. Put on your costume. Come out and be whatever it is you need to be to deal with whatever it is you're doing. I love it. I love it. Mm. I think Maria. I think that's a great place to go to our takeaways. Takeaways, takeaways, takeaways. We've heard from you that your favorite section of our podcast is the takeaways. Thank you so much for that feedback. But before we get to the takeaways today, we wanted to ask you if you would please give us a five-star review. That way, more people will be able to find our podcast. Also, if you could subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, you'll never miss a podcast episode if you subscribe. And please share our podcast with your friends. And now, the takeaways. My first takeaway is, is that we need to play. That, you know, when you are going to try to go into that phone booth and take on this alter ego. It needs to be fun, like really fun. Like Zach said, he, you know, he put on an Irish hat, like a leprechaun hat or something when (laughs) he was in Ireland. And, you know, he, he just, he's having fun. And I think when we're having fun, we feel better. And I think our performance is better. And so think of it as something fun, not like a work thing that has to, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's my first takeaway is make it playful. Hmm. I like that. How about your first one? Um, well, my first thing is obviously it's channeling what you're not. You know, I think um, some people easily step into other personalities, but for some of us, that's really hard to do. And that's very hard for me to, to you know, it feels fake and I like to be authentic. So, but in this concept of, of, of putting something on for the moment, for the, you know, for the performance, for the need and channeling the, the characteristics of whatever it is that, you know, that's, I think that's a really powerful, powerful tool. Great. Great. So my second, my second one is it was probably my favorite part of the whole interview with Zach was how do we choose this alter ego? And I am all about authenticity. And I really loved when, when we asked him, what advice do you give to somebody? It was, you got to connect with this. You know, you, you've really got to feel it connects with you. And I love that authenticity. Like what, what have you kind of, I've always been uh, enamored with mermaids. And I think a lot of little girls are hence, you know, all the mermaid things out there, but I've, you know, I, I really connect to a mermaid and you, you've just got to be authentic. And Zach said he, he was into Batman from a young age and he, you know, he was really into that. So I think the authenticity part of it and really connecting to whatever it is, is important. Yeah, I I like that because it's it's kind of the opposite of what I said, which is channeling something that you're not. But but what what Zach meant and what you're saying is that you know this is, should be something that you understand anyway, or that you've studied, or that appeals to you. So so it might be like I'm not this, but I want to become this, or in another life I'm this. Something that you admire in that in that way, it's authentic. He he'd always 
you know, loved Batman. He was a Batman, you know, aficionado. So he, so it was easy for him to do that. But, you know, I, I, I do love that, that concept of channeling something that you're comfortable with in a way because you know it. And then my second, um, takeaway is, and I hadn't really thought about that. This is at all to Zach mentioned is this concept that when you become an alter ego, you you're actually you you can raise up the team (laughs) so and i think this is really true because when we see somebody acting like something else it makes us laugh it makes us feel a part of something you know like people know who i am so if i if i start you know if i start channeling for instance a you know a a very gregarious or, or outspoken actress or something that, that's going to make my family or my team or whatever laugh. And it's going to bring the team together. And I think that was one of the main reasons. And I love this for about Zach that he wanted to, you know, he, he felt his team family, you know, was important and he wanted them to, to laugh and to be together and to be close. So I love the concept of using avatars to bring people together. Yes. Protect the space. I love that training space that he, you know, obviously trains there at the university of Louisville with, um, coach Arthur Albiero, who's a, you know, a great coach, one of our Olympic coaches. Um, it's just a great interview we had with him too. Great interview and great. Kelsey Dahlia was another great interview there. So protecting that space and, and also making people laugh you know, he went, he did it at the 2016 Olympic trials. And I'm sure that in that ready room, he lightened some people's load, even though they're not his teammates. So I think you can really inspire even. So I, I just think when, when you step out of the box and you do something, it's a little bigger than yourself you're going to inspire someone so that's a good way to talk about it bigger than yourself that's great i like that term bigger than yourself so we're at our action items and um what are you gonna what are you gonna come out of this with maria what action item are you gonna take okay so so what you know i i've thought about this a lot since we started talking about it and for me um, something that I, I need to channel more in my life is what I, we call the honey badger. There was a kind of a vulgar, um, video meme out a few years ago about the honey badger and he didn't care about anything. He'd get bitten by a snake and he didn't care. I mean, it was just kind of a funny thing. And we laughed because my husband can definitely, uh, he's not a honey badger usually, but he can definitely put on his honey badger. And so that's something that I'd like to channel more in some difficult uh, situations. Um, you know, if I'm negotiating something not to be mean, but just to, to not care what people think or worry about, about things, but just to do, you know, just to go and do the thing that I want to do or that I need to have done. So I'm, I'm going to work on channeling the honey badger, particularly in some negotiations that I'm doing right now. I love it. What about you, Kelly? That's a great one. Well, I am going to admit that one of my guilty pleasures is is a is a series on Netflix called The Flash and you know he's a superhero and I love The Flash but I'm not channeling The Flash but I one of the characters on there is um the ice uh Killer Frost so she Killer is Frost. Killer Frost she is a beautiful scientist and she works, she's very mild-mannered in, in the lab. She works with the Flash and making him more productive as the Flash. And then her alter ego is Killer Frost. Now, 
the reason I want to channel this is because we're training in Florida in an unheated pool. Like, you know, just, it's just where I like to swim right now. And yesterday the water temperature was 64 degrees. So, but I did my whole workout in there because I was channeling killer frost and just enjoying the cold and using the cold. And of course, I'm also channeling Lewis Pugh. Of course. We interviewed too, because I, you know, I'm like, Lewis would laugh at us if we were he's saying. The, he's the guy who swam at the North Pole. So, yeah, yes, yes, he's, he he's got it him. down. 64 degrees to him is probably like bath water. But anyway, so <laughs> so my action item is to use this avatar of killer frost and just feel like when I'm swimming in these really cold temperatures that it's just this is my alter ego and that I love the I love this this frosty swimming. So that's mine. Do you get warmed up after you're in or no, is it cold the no, whole time? No, it's cold the entire time. Oh my god. It's cold the entire time, but I'm getting a good workout and there's so many benefits. I'm a I'm a cold shower girl. Mm-hmm. So, and if you google, you know, 12 benefits of a cold shower, it does everything from boost your immunity, anti-inflammatory, um So you think of of it, you think of it as being good for you beyond your workout, beyond my workout. But there are a lot of things that are good for me that I can't force myself to do. (laughs) And this I can force myself to do because I truly will channel like the, you know, there, there are tons of also, if you, if you Google ice superheroes, there are like 10 of them. So Uh there are plenty to channel for an ice Mm -hmm. superhero, but, but uh, the, the, the series Flash is really good and Killer Frost is a really cool character. And so mm-hmm. that's my action item is just to to channel that because I hate being Love cold it. anywhere. So I can channel it more like, you know, if I'm if I'm out on a, a hike, which I do in the spring in some colder climates and I'm cold, I hate being cold. But now I'm not. I'm embracing that. And another person is um, the Iceman. Wim Hof is another guy mm-hmm. that, you know, hikes in sub-zero temperatures and he's barefoot and naked um Mm -hmm. so anyway (laughs) enough on the ice princess stuff but that's my action item so i love it i love it i think that's great yeah go ahead it's something you know whatever difficult thing that you have to do see what you can channel i would encourage i think we should encourage our listeners to you know see what you can channel to to get through there i was just talking to Somebody yesterday who had a difficult, also difficult negotiation, and we were talking about what avatars he could be. So, so Maria, can you believe that this is episode number forty-eight? Wow, forty-eight. Yes. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of great conversations, Kelly. It is. It's been really fun, and so we're we're super looking forward. Forty-nine. We are going to have Nathan Adrian, and then our fiftieth is kind of a special edition for Valentine's and it's going to be love and performance. So we hope that you guys will keep listening and be on this journey with us. It's, we really are, um, you know, we're really enjoying it. We hope that you are too. And Maria, I love you so much. And thanks love for all you your too. help. All right. Love talk you to too, you soon. Kim. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's quote of the week comes to us from Zach Harding. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do. Being able to take the emotion out of it is really important and knowing when to do that because sometimes feelings are necessary for a great performance. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also visit championsmojo.com to learn more.